Okay. Got a recording. So um, we'll just start. This is uh, Roger Woolley with Brother Ryan Wood, who's uh, uh, making his final his final say in the Provo Peaks Fourth Ward, and uh, we're grateful that he's here today. Um, but we're we're going to be um, just starting the Elvis Quorum podcast. This is this is yeah. a new thing. So, um, but I sent Brother Wood um, the just the, some prompts to go over and. And he's going to share just um, a fun story, a spiritual story today, and we're going to call it good. So, uh, well, yeah, like my name is Ryan Wood. I just uh, I just moved out, uh, gosh, two days ago. Just um, we've been this is actually the sixth move that we've had since we've moved to Utah. So we're I, I'm exhausted. I have parts of myself, but I'm okay. That's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I grew up in, uh, I actually grew up on a ranch outside of Rexburg, Idaho. Um, not really on a map, but if anyone's from Madison County at all, though, it's Plano. Basically, there's an R on a mountain out there. Go as far as you can that direction, take a ride, go for a long, long time until you feel like you're lost, and that's my house. So there you uh, that's where I grew up. Um, and then, yeah, I'm the uh, director of television engineering at KSL TV in Salt Lake City. So if uh, your signal ever goes black, you can give me a call. And I will take care of it for you. Um, you know that happens a lot on BYU TV. I, I've never seen it happen with KSL, but um, say that a little louder. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, BYU TV, not not KSL. So yeah, the uh, it's it's kind of funny. The um, BYU TV and KSL TV don't really have a whole lot to do with each other. Yeah. Uh, even though we're all owned by the same people at the end of the day, I think a lot of it has to do with that they're a nonprofit or a for-profit is my assumption or something mm -hmm. like that. I'm not sure if that's, if that's true, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's been actually fun. Rod uh, Gustafson in the ward is at BYU TV and it's been really fun sort of jiving with him about a couple of things that we do. Okay. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, uh, yeah, I'm married to Jamie Kalama Wood, who's a professor at BYU and that's why we moved out here and we have four boys from I guess it's eight six four two for the record. Awesome. That's where we are. What is uh what does Jamie teach at BYU? She teaches dance and she's the artistic director of Living Legends, if you know what that oh, is. Oh yeah, okay. I yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, so it was it was really exciting for her. My, she's Hawaiian and so to be able to do indigenous dance, including Polynesia, is is a huge thing for her. And she's also Mexican on the other side. So it's she gets to evangelize culture and the church at the same time. It's just a, it's the perfect job for her. And so we, we were living in New York City. Uh, we had all of our children there, actually. And so when, when she got the job, which, I don't know, it was kind of a, it was, it was an unexpected thing that happened to us. So we moved out here. And like I said, we had a, a really terrible time moving. But I guess Latter-day Saints moving from the East Coast to the Valley of Utah and Salt Lake is supposed to be hard. I guess it's the tradition. Right? That's what I've heard. Yeah. Well, we're glad you glad you guys made it out here. It's uh, that's pretty awesome that she's she's got that job. I'm glad she's loving it. So, yeah, it's fantastic. Got it. It's been really great. Good, good. Well, uh, don't want to take too much of your time today, but just you know, tell us about tell us about you. What 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 prompt you picked, and you know, what, what story you want to share? Ah, well, um, a lot of these are kind of tough i would say when i was the underdog and came out on top so um i my, my degree is actually in musical theater performance 
Uh, I went to college at the Boston Conservatory. So for starters, I, I, as I said, I'm from Idaho. I'm from outside of a small town of a thing. If it wasn't for there being a college there, I don't think anybody yeah. would know where it was. Yeah. So I, w when I was in high school, we had this amazing theater teacher and we actually competed nationally and won awards. It's, it was quite remarkable for as small as we were. You wouldn't think that art or theater would come out of that. Um, so I came back from my mission and went to BYU-Idaho, and I was actually studying to be a, a surgeon. I was in a pre-med program there. And then um, I decided to, to, to just try it to see, if, to see if I could get into some like good school, because I felt like otherwise I just couldn't compete, because I'm just yeah. from nowhere. I'm, I haven't really been exposed to this besides movies and TV. Yeah. So um, you know, I auditioned. I did get into a musical theater program, which I had never really been given voice lessons before. Mm -hmm. And at that program, you go for two years and then you have to audition to stay in the program. So basically they try to kick you out. Wow. And then you have to, uh, so if you pass that, then you can do what's called a promotional in front of a bunch of um, agents when you graduate from college and you had to audition to get into that. So I got there, but because I'd been in college for a while and I'd served a mission and lived my life, they let me skip the first year. So I had, what, three and a half months to re-audition to stay. And the criterion was, is that this should be an audition where we would get you on to Broadway. So I had to somehow go from zero to Broadway <laughs> three months. Cool. And um, I did not pass the promotional. And so I had to do like another audition at the end of my, uh, my, my first year, which is usually your second year, yeah. uh, to stay in the program. And I have never prayed so much for one thing so hard for so long. I mean, I was at that point in my life anyway, I was just panicking. It was like future was staring me in the face. I did. I basically sang the same four songs every single day, multiple times a day until I just nailed them. Totally. And um, one teacher didn't want me to be in the program. And so she was the one dissenting vote, but everybody else took me in. And then she also felt like I shouldn't promote. She, I shouldn't do anything. Um, and so I had a couple of people against me, but that was my underdog story. Actually, my, to, for me graduating from college with a bunch of people actively trying to stop me from, like, it wasn't like a grades thing. That was never, I was actually never really concerned about that, which is what you should be concerned about, by the way, when you go to college. But I was actually just trying to fight against the administrators who were trying to target me to fail. <laughs> wow. So that was an underdog story. So I have mixed feelings about my college experience, but. What was great about it is once I got out of there um, and I got to New York City and I was auditioning, I was afraid of nothing because like n nobody was sitting in the room like pointing a proverbial gun at your head to, sh to sing or die, you know. So it was it was quite nice, actually. I, I had a really wonderful time in, in, in my career while I was there and I actually uh, had some red carpets, made a living as an actor for a number of years. So that that's kind of a rare thing to do. But um, yeah. A lot of it came from people being actively against me. So I hope other people had a better college experience than I did. But yeah, that was that. That's my underdog story. That's great. That's awesome. I think I like I put that in there, that prop, just because like, I feel like all of us have moments where we don't have the resources or, you know, the opportunities that other people do, and yet we can still do really well. And that's that's an incredible story. So um Thank you for sharing that. That's cool. Nice. I wouldn't yeah. anybody. <laughs> yeah, college is a 
a hard thing to do and I think everyone gets through it different ways and that's that's intense so thanks for sharing that yeah and then uh if you would just share you know share something one of the spiritual like maybe yeah a spiritual story or favorite scripture just something like that something that's just meaningful to you um I was actually talking to Chris Story in the, in the quorum about this uh, just the other day. It, it, it's funny what we've based our life on. So we had, like I said, we had children in New York City. We had two in the hospital and two at home. And we, we decided to buy an apartment there. And really, we had, you have to really carve out a life for yourself in New York. You have to really like get in there and like say, this is, this is mine. Get out of here. Yeah. And we finally gotten to the point where we're like, okay, we got our kids. We were sealed in the temple despite a whole other underdog story that I won't get into here, but like just a bunch of things just got in our way and we, we made it. We were very well established there. Um, had a lot of friends, a lot of good connections there. And I was working at NBC universal mm-hmm. at 30 rocks. So that was kind of like the, you know, the, that's where you usually land for your career. Yeah. And my wife was, was working for Disney on Broadway and roundabout and we were going to shows for free all the time. I mean, it was a really wonderful life that we were living. And it was funny because when, when the opportunity came up to be, the director of living legends, which is something that she really wanted to do. Um, you know, she went out, we prayed about it and we, you know, we're like, well, always say yes to an opportunity. Just go for it. If they say no, at least, you know, you did your thing. And she came back and it was really interesting because it kind of started with this where we felt the spirit tell us when we got the, the letter of like, Hey, you know, you've been, you've been accepted as a professor. It was just that kind of like good feeling. And it was as simple as that. It's, it's the same feeling that I get when, when somebody makes a comment in a Sunday school class that just feels right. It was like, yeah, I love that, you know? Yeah. And we just felt good about it. And then we go and we try to find a place to live. And we felt good about this house, which used to be the Bishop of the uh, Provo Peak fourth ward. Um, and we love the ward. We felt good about the ward. So this, this same kind of just very similar in like very simple, just feeling, you know, yeah. undeniable, but it was kind of there and gone. And then, you know, there was the big challenge of, well, I don't have a job. And uh, there was a housing market crash in New York City and then COVID hit. And so we couldn't sell our apartment to save our life, but we kept having this feeling of like, it's going to be okay. And I I was reminded of, you know, when, um, well, when various missionaries in the Book of Mormon go out, it says, you know, you will be like, all is well. It'll be okay. Basically, in modern language, it's going to be okay. And we were like, we really need more than like, it's going to be okay. Can you give us like some detail about what's going to be okay? But it was just like, just, you're going to be okay. Just, you know, keep the commandments, blah, blah, blah. And we're just having this really great feeling. Um, And so all of the job prospects that I had had failed. I had been filming in the Book of Mormon series. I I don't know if you're familiar with that, but. um, I've been in that. Yeah, did a, I did a part in the Book of Mormon series and I'm sitting in the makeup chair one day and I'm frustrated because no jobs are working out. And like somebody in the trailer that day was just like, I think the Lord needs you to finish this before you get your job, like really do well here and then you'll be blessed. And I like felt the same feeling there, which is random and weird. Like, I mean, you're not my spiritual leader or anything like that. Yeah. And of course, I go home that Monday, I'm sitting in front of my desk, and I get a phone call like, hey, remember that job thing? Yeah, you didn't get that either. And then I'm sitting at my desk kind of pouting about it, because I can't see my family for a while. And if I, if I leave too soon, I get fired, and we're without insurance and all this sort of thing. 
Yeah. And then I got this impression of like, you know, check KSL. And I was so done that I was like, I'm not even going to fight you about it. I'm not going to wonder where this is coming from. And I just like, fine. And I start typing it. And this job showed, showed up and it like everything just cooked, but it was just that simple little feeling. And then we get here and we can't sell our apartment and nothing's working out. We're paying for two homes now. And uh, we had a deadline to stay at the Shelton's home and to just own it, you know, but we were renting it for a while. And man, we tore around and I pounded the floor with my fist, praying to God to like help us to sell our place so that we can move on. Yeah. It took us four months from the time we got an offer to the time we sold it because COVID hit and our attorney got uh, like COVID and, and just a bunch of stuff happened. Yeah. And I just fought and fought and fought. And then we just prayed about it and basically said, we have to give this up. It's not working out. We're going to honor our contract with the Sheltons who put us up during one of the worst winters in history uh, with COVID and everything else. And we felt the same kind of feeling of like, it's okay. Like that's, it's all right that you had to give up this home. It wasn't anything wrong with the house. We just couldn't fulfill our obligations. And so I feel like the Lord just kind of maybe blessed us for being honest and saying we couldn't do it. So, you know, we're going to move out. And then um, we just closed on a house last Monday. We moved out of the ward on Saturday. And there's a lot of problems with the place um, because it's a little aged and you know, things are going to need a renovation and an upgrade. It's nothing like problems with the place, but you know, it's like, you gotta, we have to like, we're in the basement on the floor and then we're going to move over here while we do that. And you know, there's going to be all that stuff, but we yeah. just felt good about it. And so it's, I don't know if I'd call it a big spiritual experience, but I will call it a similar small spiritual experience. It's been a thread through this whole thing. Yeah. Literally culminated yesterday right we've moved in we were there and we still felt good about it and so from may of 2019 to december of 2020 which is a very long time to be you know and, and like i said we'd moved six times we lived yeah. in a hotel we lived in a basement we lived in a dorm we yeah. lived at the Sheldon's house we lived at the krasinski's house and now we're living in our own house um and and we fought like crazy to stay in the ward because we everybody was so kind to us and we're only five minutes away, but we're in a different temple district and everything. But I, I, I assume that those friendships will last a long time. But it's just, it was really marked to me that it was just the same small feeling. I wanted something bigger than that. But the Lord was like, no, this is all you need. And this is enough. And I need you to trust that this is enough. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot to stake your children's lives on. But um, that's been our sort of spiritual experience, simple like I said, repeated spiritual experience that we've had. So I hope that answers the question. But anyway, that's been my experience. That was beautifully, beautifully stated. I, I, you know, to summarize that, I think that is a, a good theme of just, we need this much and we get this much and it's enough. <laughs> and it's not what we always want. And, but you know, that the Lord is what we need. And I, I, I think you did a great job explaining that and living that um and that's not something that's easy to do um you know i have limited experience with that but i still have some to that and i think everyone can relate to that in, in certain aspects of their life where we all feel like we need more we're not getting anything we want mm -hmm. so but i like i like that you highlighted just the, the honoring your your honesty your contract honoring 
the things that you said you would do and then you do them and then you continue to get the, the small confirmations mm. that let you know you're in the right spot. So yeah, and it was, I think the thing that made it, um, what was interesting is that the, the experience was small, yeah. but the fact that it was paired with, um, in my case, my wife, that secondary thing like cemented it. And that's what was funny is we kept going back to each other and saying like, are we sure? And even when we were about to buy this home, like it's a big responsibility and a lot of money going into that and all that jazz. And we just, I just kept checking in because sometimes it's not this, the fact that you're getting a prompting is the fact that somebody else can sort of um, collaborate with it. And you know, you learn that on your mission with a companion or you learn that in marriage, hopefully with a wife with of saying like, are we together here? Are we, are we feeling the same thing or something similar? Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to look back on this time and just be exhausted thinking about it. But it's, <laughs> I, I think it was, I think it was a good test for me to th say, like, do you really, do you really believe this? Like, do you really believe this? Yeah. You know, because it's one thing to do it to yourself. It's another thing to do it to another person, and it's a whole other thing to do it to four kids. Totally. Um, so I mean, our. I think a lot of people have felt that way. Like our, our two-year-old has never gone to nursery. It's never been a thing for them. Um, so he doesn't have that experience. He's also, he also went without sleeping in his own bed for six months, which to a one-year-old kid at the time, that's, that's half your life. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really stressful. And I, I felt myself getting upset that that it was happening to them, not that it was happening to me, but that feeling just came, came back. And I would, you know, I would confirm it with my wife and it was just like, I don't know what's going on here, but that's the thing. And I know, I know Chris story was going through something similar with, with different circumstances, but I was kind of telling him, I was like, it's funny how, you know, you really wish you wanted more than that, but it, uh, the, the human soul can do quite a lot with very little. Mm -hmm. so. Totally. Well, that's, you know, I, this has been not, I don't know about you, but this has been great for me to hear this because it's been a just, I felt the spirit as you talked with me and it's just, you know, simple feelings that you can, you can nail down and say, this is, this is from God and, you know, we're doing the right thing. And even though your two-year-old's not sleeping in their own bed and everything like that, life, life is going as it, as it should um and that's awesome I, I think this will i i pray and hope that this will be a, a strength to to the, the core members who listen to this and um so thank you thank you for sharing that that's awesome yeah so, that's sure. yeah well we'll let you get going with your day and and then we'll, we'll i'll include you in the email with the the link to this and yeah please do i'd, I'd actually love to keep up by by being a part of the podcast and just like watching it with you guys because totally and i am only five minutes away but apparently five minutes is a very very long distance in Provo. it is it is i grew up in orem and so uh, <laughs> you know i have a church in my backyard and then if i walk across the street i'm in a different stake and different city and it just yeah. different so i totally i get i get the 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 utah life so yeah, yeah. it's kind of funny because in new york it's like the the wards are geographically bigger obviously yeah what's funny is is that um i feel like it's the same way in that lincoln center which is one of the most expensive places to live mm. right behind it is the projects and i'm talking right behind it so you'll walk down the street and then when you cross the street you're in the bad part of town 
But if you stay on this side of the street, you're not. It's just so funny how things turn. Totally. So it's it's nice to see that in like a positive way. Yeah. In, in Utah County. Across the street, different temper to different temples directed now. Unless unless people from other sticks mug each other, which would be entertaining to watch. Actually, I I, I don't know. Yeah. Hasn't to my knowledge hasn't happened yet, but yet. Uh -huh. but beside that, I guess in high school and high school football games and all that stuff, it does it does yeah. happen. There's that Utah BYU thing as well. I know I have to be careful about the words that I say here, so also yeah. come after me. Yeah, I can get heated. That can get heated. Church ball can get heated. Yeah, church ball. It's <laughs> a dangerous thing. Lose some temple recommends when you're 16 or whatever. So <laughs> good stuff. So, well, yeah. Good luck with the podcast and send me a link. I'd love to watch it. Okay, sounds good. You're the man. So thank you, Ryan. All good. Have a good day. Take care. Man, cool. Okay, I think we're on. So we have a, uh, this is the Elders Corp podcast, week one, episode two with uh, Brother Sonnefeld, Brandon. So thanks for coming on today, Brandon. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course, of course. Okay, um, yeah, Brandon and I just been chatting for a bit and just talking about school and stuff and busy, busy times, but um I sent Brandon over some prompts and um, he's going to, he's going to share a story. So, and I'll, I'll let you know Brandon, if the mic isn't working so that we can make sure we get the good audio. So That's great. That's great. if I need to plug in some headphones or something that has a mic, um, I could try that too. It's working great right now. So. Um, so just a little, a little bit about me. Um, uh, I'm an Air Force brat. That's usually what I say to preface um, my childhood. So I was born on the air up, mostly in Colorado and Virginia. We spent some time in North Dakota and uh, California as well. But I primarily say I'm from Virginia, Alexandria, so Northern Virginia, and that's where I I did middle school and high school. Um, enjoyed uh, cross country and just a bunch of sports out there. And then I uh, came out to BYU for my freshman year before um, the mission. Um, I served in Belo Horizonte in Brazil. Um, and while I went to college, my family went off to Europe. My dad got a job with NATO. So um, I spent a little time in Madrid before the mission. And then while I was there, they moved to Germany. So I got to spend a little bit of time in, in Germany afterwards. Um, but other than that, just graduated from BYU about a year and a half ago and uh, studied exercise science. Um, I enjoyed and got four minors. I enjoyed the journey, did uh, some ballroom dance, gerontology, um, Portuguese, and business. So I tried to be well-rounded in, in that aspect. Um, and, and I worked with Intermountain for a year and now I'm working at Fidelity as of uh, I guess three weeks ago so that kind of brings everybody up to awesome awesome well, it seems like you're connected I think Brandon we're losing a little bit of connection uh, internet wise I'm just going to turn my video off and see yeah. if that helps a little bit but 
but everything you just said got through just right at the end we got a little choppy so i think we're good though awesome so you you've had a you've had an international you know you've had some international experience that's that's pretty cool so that way i think it's super cool to learn and, and travel see new cultures and kind of live among a different different lifestyle so i would highly recommend traveling and, and living abroad if if the opportunity comes your way yeah cool 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 well um brandon tell us one of the stories one of the props what you chose and what you want to talk about today so um so the the first prompt kind of spoke to me it's a, a time when you were the underdog and came out on top. So um, it's a, a little different than, than maybe you might think, but I did the St. George Marathon um, in 2019. And I just feel like when you do a marathon, you're kind of the underdog, you know, just got to finish. <laughs> um, and so I had set a goal to, to run it in uh, about three hours and 45 minutes. And, you know, did a lot of training and stuff because um, I wanted to be prepared and got some advice. I went to a running store and even ran into some some people who had loads of advice for me. And they're like, yeah, just take it out slow. It's a it's a quicker quicker finish for the St. George Marathon. So I figured I'd, I'd hold to that strategy. And uh, I recommend also doing marathons, even just one if you have to walk it. It's quite the experience. But um, when, when race day came and and we were out uh, running. I don't know if you guys have been down to St. George, but it's very beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I ran through the about the half marathon point in an hour and 58 minutes. And so I knew that I would have to pick up the pace a whole bunch um, if, if uh, I was going to finish under the goal. But um, for some reason, I don't know if it was the little gel packets they were passing out or something, but... Um, I never hit the wall that everybody talks about, um, you know, around mile 20 or whatever it is, but, um, I just, uh, felt very, very alive, uh, as I was, was finishing the, the marathon and was able to pick up the pace and they have some good downhills at the end. So, um, it's true. It is a faster second half of the marathon, but I, I squeezed in, in three hours and 44 minutes and like, I think 45 seconds or something. So. Um, I almost passed out afterwards, but, you know, literally almost blacked out, but it all worked. And uh, it was, uh, I felt like I came out on top for, for sure in that, in that case. So. Wow. It's a little unconventional, but it's uh, pretty proud of that moment. Can't lie. That's, that's intense, man. That's awesome. So I think I just, I ran the math really quick. I might be a little off. Let's see. How, how many minutes, how many minutes per mile do you think that is? I don't know what it averages. I, I, no, I think it's about eight thirty or so. Yeah, it's 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 right over there. So, so you know, three hours, three hours and forty five. That's two hundred and twenty five minutes. And you divide that by, by um, twenty six point two, and that's eight point eight five. So that's three hours and third eight sorry eight eight minutes and thirty seconds or so just a little yeah. bit that's fast wow i can't do that right now by any means but back in the glory days you know that's uh, that's what we could do yeah when, when was that <laughs> when did you run that 
Yeah. Um, so uh, October 2019. So okay. a little over a year ago, I guess. Um, but that's the, I guess, the curse of distance running. If you don't keep doing it, it does not stay with you. Yeah. So. You don't keep doing it, and then you don't keep doing it. You did. So, yeah. Shoot, we just froze. Let's see. I'm going to turn off my video, see if that helps. Can you, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay. Which is, it seems so like. Still okay. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you great. Yeah. We just had a, a, a lapse, so I just turned off my video really quick to try to keep the, keep Zoom going. So. Well, wow, that's intense. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I've ever had, um, had a a run like that before I've, I've never gone over well that's actually not true i i was in rotc um for a year and um i joined the ranger challenge team and the rain and everything yeah yeah the rucksacks and and you full uniform and you know you put on the helmet that weighs like 30 pounds as well and, and right. you, you go ruck forever and do all the different activities and um yeah like I guess I haven't shared my underdog moment but I think I think that was probably mine where we went to a competition in Colorado and uh it was a 24-hour competition and we had to do like nine different events in those 24 hours over 40 miles yeah yeah, that was intense. So um, we started at uh, like, I think 1230 a.m. So right after midnight, it was crazy because everyone's just in this like half tunnel. You know, what I'm talking about the, the military um, half domes that are like long cylinders, like buried a giant barrel and you're only using the top third. Um, we were in those and then they, they started us and we, we did this huge race and had like land navigation and first aid and, you know, tactical stuff and weapon assembly. And I just remember finishing that thing. And I, I, the worst part about it is we finished, we all got in the same giant, like 15 person van and drove back to Utah over through the night we had to showered and all of our muscles were just locked. And so we were just like all night trying to sleep, waking up, legs burning. Yeah. I, I, my knees hurt so bad for like a month after that. So <laughs> more power to you. That's, that's a good, that's a good ruck story. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone who's a, uh, who knows what rucking is and who's done it before it's, it's a joy. So, and for anyone who doesn't know what rucking is, you get a, you get a, a military backpack and you fill it up with 35 pounds and you go running basically and you're in your boots and, and everything. So, um, don't recommend unless you want to join the military. So, yeah. yeah I would, I would encourage that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so Brandon, tell us tell us about the the other prompt you chose. This one's the more spiritual experience. Um, and just to give you a, a recap, um, Brother Wood spoke a little bit about how 
the spirit has guided him and his family. They, you know, they're from New York and they've gone through different journeys and stuff. And, and there's just been moments of, of simple revelation, just moments of feeling the spirit, remembering the spirit and knowing that they're on the path. So that's kind of what he shared. You can share whatever you'd like. Um, so I'm, you know, we're all ears. I'm eager to, to learn from you. And so. So I was looking through the prompts and I was kind of going to combine two of them. Just okay. uh, a recent simple spiritual experience. Uh, it kind of correlates with, I don't know if I can call it my favorite, but it's sure one of my favorite scriptures. Okay. Um, so it comes from the book of Ether. Um, chapter just chapter one i love the i kind of call it the just ask principle i love how jared i'm sorry the brother of jared just converses with the lord and and asks um and probably one of my i think it's best summarized in maybe verse 38 it says uh, and it came to pass that jared um spake again unto his brother so, so I guess maybe it is Jared, you know, but he's like, go and inquire of the Lord, whether he will drive us out of the land. And if he will drive us out of the land, cry unto him, whither shall we go? And this is, I guess, my favorite part. And who knoweth, but the Lord will carry us forth into a land which is choice above all the earth. And I just, I love the, and who knoweth? It sounds just very hopeful when I read it. Like, you know, who knows what the Lord has in store for us, but, um, but, you know, maybe it's the best place in the world. And, and then he says, and if, um, if it so be, let us be faithful unto the Lord that we may receive it for our inheritance. Um, and so every time, you know, I go through the Book of Mormon, this always gives me a little bit of, of pause just to think about, well, how's my relationship with the Lord doing? You know, maybe I should just ask if, uh, if I need something. And so my, my very simple spiritual experience was just... Uh, running again um running in august I, I twisted my ankle just a little bit or something and uh and it started making this very weird snapping in my my ankle um but it wasn't painful it was just kind of a, a nuisance and so after i read through this scripture um this time around you know a couple couple weeks ago um i decided you know maybe i'd just pray and and see if i could get some relief from it and uh, so I prayed that night before I went to bed. And in the morning, it was, it wouldn't snap at all. It wouldn't click or anything. And, uh, and you know, it hasn't been like a, a perfect miracle. If, if I would say like, it still bugs me a little bit today, but it was the relief I needed, you know, for a couple days, you know. Um, and so it was definitely a, a tender mercy and a spiritual experience that, you know, if we ask, the Lord really cares about the smallest things for us. And so um, I think that's what, uh, what I was reminded of this, this past time. So, yeah. Small, but very, very helpful and, and faithful for me. Well, that's awesome. I love that. That, um, that was first the ether one thirty eight. Yeah. I, I, I opened up to that when you're, when you're talking about it, but yeah, I love that. And who knoweth? But the Lord will carry us into a land which is choice above all the earth. And I, I, I get, I think of along the lines, what you're, what you're talking about there is I like that brother Jared is saying, Hey, look, you don't know. 
you don't know, maybe the Lord's going to be merciful. Maybe the Lord's going to be going to help you out. And I think more often than not, the Lord wants to be that way. And it's, it's for us to decide to ask. So, yeah. Glad sharing, you know, it's a good one. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's great. Um, yeah, that's cool. I, I'm just trying to think about, you know, I think about who, like, we all go through this journey in our life, whether we have simple moments where we get little answers, um, or we have the long journey where, you know, in, in the case of Brother Wood and the Woods, they, uh, they've had a journey in which they've carried him away from New York to Utah, and I, I'm not judging either of those, those places. I'm saying that they've, they've gone through this journey, and, and they were willing to ask. In your case, you were willing to ask. Um, and if it so be, let us be faithful unto the Lord that we receive it for our inheritance. Sometimes I, I like that last part where it talks about, um, sometimes we, we don't get the answers what we, that we want. Um, we don't get the momentary relief. And I think we have to remember that we can still receive the blessings for praying, maybe not in the moment. But in the future, I don't, you know, I don't think the Lord forgets about, forgets about the times that we ask and he doesn't give us what we want. I think he still cares. I never, I guess, really thought of it that way. But yeah, I, I don't think the Lord forgets, you know, he knows. And, uh, and I, I guess that's where the, the admonition to be faithful, you know, let us be faithful and then, mm -hmm. then wait on that. So I like that. Well, good. Um, Brandon, it's been a pleasure to get to know you. I'm, you know, I'm new in the ward and it's, it's great to get to know people because, you know, between COVID tests and, and all the different things, I've only been to the like, ward building four times or something like that. So um, this is, this has been fun. So thank you for, for being willing to share tonight. So I appreciate that. Yeah, well, it's not my idea. This is President, um, President Pace and, and the Elder Scrum Presidency and the Lord and inspiration, all that stuff. But, you know, it's been good. So, thank you. Thank you. Um, we're going to send out the, uh, we'll send out a recording. Um, I'm not exactly sure how the delivery is going to be yet. Um, but, Thank you for, for participating and um, enjoy your Wednesday night. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.